Previously on Vengeance. I rolled a natural one. Before you stands an eerie and imposing figure. You actually see some streaks of blood, and you also notice that the figure is panting heavily. I am going to jump out, I think. That's the opposite of a hide. Look at the character growth on Pinlin. (laughs) When I make attacks against this warrior, I want to be thrusting with the squared off end, which is not sharp. Like a blunt sword stab. Brutal. Rolled a second natural one. They are going to book it into the mist. The sand mist rushes back in. The very tip of this peak is completely obscured like a great disc covering ominously above you. You see something descending from this disc. It is a long curving set of stairs. Uh, as we start to go up the steps, so what do you think? Was that her? I was ready for it to be, but I don't know. You don't have to take her on alone unless you want to. It's as if you're standing on a section of beach or desert hovering in midair. You find yourself standing in a wide chamber filled with lavish furniture, rugs, and tables piled with the most succulent foods you have ever seen. A small group of musicians plays strange music on a rug and a handful of frightened-looking orcish servants move about the room. Things look a bit different in Stone's Throw than the last time I was here. Yeah, I've done some remodeling, you might say. Yeah, I'd like to say it looks good, but it really doesn't, my guy. I, this looks really good to me. Tommy Gilles, from the waist down, is made of swirling sand. I'm going to cast Hunger of Hadar. The warrior moves their arms up to their neck and grips the stained white cloth of the veil. Lady Gwendath stands with her shame laid bare for the judgment of, of all people, her once devoted squire, Palfrey. Palfrey is confused, but I think where he's going to land on it is that the fact that she's alive means that... What she is guilty of is desertion. My third natural one of the Oh, evening. damn. You get the impression that it is almost as if the armor is what is moving around her body rather than her making the armor move. I guess I'm the hitter pretty hard. You see the fear grow in her eyes and yet another tear rolls down her cheek. Do we want to take bets on who lives, who dies? Because I feel like this is a good point to put money in. <laughs> put money on it. <laughs> I got 20 bucks. Gebetto bites it. Oh, no. Gebetto, no. I, I would I would take that in a heartbeat. You're on. If, if it's starting to look like I'm going to survive, I'll just jump off the edge of the platform. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I remember what I was trying to do last time. Uh, I think I was trying to leverage the fact that I'm levitating. Yeah. To, I was trying to persuade the common folk in the room, basically, to follow me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably want to try and make a persuasion check. Yeah, you can certainly go for it. I rolled a 17, and I'm trying to just get him to buy into following what I say. Hmm. Okay. I'm glad you chosen this one. It's unfortunately you can't zoom in all the way, but it's a very charming looking fellow holding a pie or something. Uh, <laughs> with like giant arms and a tiny head. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, he kind of looks at you dumbfounded, like, oh, and um, looks at Gilis the Powerful and uh, puts down his pie and uh, scurries over to put you between him and Gilis. Excellent. Okay. Do I, st- I still have movement, I would assume? Uh, yes, although, as we were texting, the spell levitate does indicate that you are floating and, like, have to push off of something. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I- I'll give you a little leniency since we weren't paying attention to that detail last week. Like, for example, I would say, from where you are, you could push off of the side of that table. Okay. Really, I'm just trying to make my way towards the band up in front of me. Okay. Yeah, I'd say you could reasonably do that. But I will say, I will hold you to uh, pushing off objects going forward. So aim, aim for something you can push off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to basically try and move up against that wall. And then Elton is charmed by this flame in the middle of the room. <laughs> so he's going to wander off from me. And uh, if this org is, if I've uh, managed to convince him to follow me, would he move with me or? You know, I don't have it in the turn order, but I'm going to have like non-combatant NPCs go at the end of the turn order. So I'll have him move then. Okay. That is all I am going to do for right now. Cool. Magnus. Can I make a perception check uh, looking at the NPCs around me to see if I recognize anyone from Stonestone? Uh, Sure. Uh, that would be a 15. 15. Okay. I'll say the, the one that kind of looks like Elijah Wood okay. <laughs> over here, it seems to be attending a bowl of grapes. That is a face you recognize. Okay. I'm going to make my way over. Let's see this. 
and I'm going to say, Tommy's blinded now. You can, you need to go. You need to get out while he can't see you. Oh, Magnus. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, good idea. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll run back to our quarters. No, like... You like you need to go down from here. Like you need to go out that way. Uh, yeah. Well, I need to get the others. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> cool. And I'm gonna end my turn on that awkward note. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're to Pimlin. I'm gonna sneak behind these random stuff over here. Okay. <laughs> that is a 13 stealth. It's pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that in mind when I'm choosing who to attack next. This is reminding me a little bit of the mannequin speech challenge where you're having to like sneak around the perimeter towards like a central point. <laughs> cool. And that's going to be my turn. Okay. Suka. All right. So the blackened area, the people within it, are they able to see or no? Uh, they are not able to see. They're blinded. They're not able to see, and we are not able to see into that area. Correct. Right. All right. I would like to throw my gravity ball into that area. Great. Which pocket are you pulling from? I am pulling from, so I pull them both out, uh-huh. and I'm going to roll, and I'm going to say a 10 or less is from the left, and a 10 to 20 is from the right. Cool. Okay. That would be an 11. Okay, cool. So you're throwing it into the darkness? I'm throwing it into the darkness. Okay. Why don't we have a ranged attack from Suka to see what the accuracy of this throw is like? Okay. It would be an 18 to hit. Okay. So from your perspective, it disappears into the darkness. You hear some, like, clinking sounds and some sounds of additional confusion over the, the like, what is it, Hana? Like, slurping? Yeah, the slurping whispers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so something's happening in there. Great. So I'm going to trust that that was the right pocket and that that was indeed the gravity ball or they wouldn't be so confused by a useless metal ball. Um, and then I would like to uh, move before I end my turn. Cool. There are like wheelbarrows of food over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to hide behind the one that it looks like something green. Potatoes like- or yeah, I don't cucumbers. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I'd like to go there. Cool. All right. Jibeto. Uh, all right. First and foremost, I want to look around at all the members of my party. Does anybody look particularly rough, or does anybody look like they could use a little something, something? No, I'm pretty solid right now. I'm all right. Yeah, I think everyone's doing okay. Yeah. Then I would like to just notch a bolt into my crossbow, and I would like to hold an action to fire if anything comes out of the darkness aggressively. Gotcha. I'd like to hold an action to fire upon. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Then we are on to Lady Gwenda, mm-hmm. who is left with just Palfrey standing in front of her. So she's going to swing her less cool than yours sword at you. Her scimitar, excuse me. She's going to attack you three times, and one of them is a critical. All right. So it looks like a miss, a hit, and a hit. So first hit is seven slashing damage. Second hit is 13 slashing damage. And she is moving with a, like, mechanical precision that is intimidating to see. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly making an impression on Palfrey. <laughs> Specifically, his health points. And Gilus is going to try to save against taking damage, right? Yeah. Um, he automatically takes four cold damage. This is to save against additional damage. Got it. I have... Um, and I'm sorry, what, what sort of roll am I making here? Uh, dexterity. Dex. Uh, you have to be a 14, I believe. I have a 15. Okay. So he doesn't take additional damage. Um, it is difficult terrain, so if he's trying to move around in there at all, just his movement will be halved. Cool. You hear him uh, grunting and groaning in confusion and pain. Okay. And then you hear, well, let's let's have a perception from Magnus specifically, since you're kind of paying attention to this. Uh, that would be a five. Okay. Uh, yeah, you don't <laughs> no, you don't notice anything in particular. Great. That's reassuring. Cool and good and cool. <laughs> Uh, okay, Palfrey. All right. I'm going to take a swing at Lady Gwendath, blinded by rage. <laughs> I mean, you know, figuratively speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a 26. That does hit. Trading teeth over here. That is a 26 slashing plus two radiant. That's a good amount. <laughs> going to be at least as good as I'm getting. All right. Then we are on to the NPCs. So, uh, Magnus, the orc person who you spoke to uh, is indeed going to start moving toward this 
archway over here and is going to attract the help of the other servant that was near her. And that is their turn. Hima. All right, so uh, I'm going to continue to try and win over NPCs to basically <laughs> build a cult of uh, emo here. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> oh, and the NPCs, the fellow that was making a cake down by the table, did, did he follow me? Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot to move him. Yes, yeah. you know what, let's okay. say he's continued to hold the cake. Okay, that's more that's fun. Not, I like that, I like that, yeah. All right, so I'm going to try and win over the band that has been playing now. Yeah. I roll a 12. Okay. How, what exactly are you, like, are you saying something? Is this done through uh, impressive gestures? Like, I'm basically, like, I'm levitating, and then I give them a motivational speech as to why they should follow me instead of continuing to be in an unpaid band for this leader that's now shrouded in black. Um, I think uh, their leader, who is, he's like a sour-looking dude with a buccaneer's hat on for some reason. <laughs> That guy, who appears to be the leader, uh, says, uh, what would you have us do? I would like you to uh, pledge allegiance to the flag of Hemo. Oh, you have a flag. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Most people, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm trying to unite the people and fight against the oppression. And, and I want you to join me and this fellow baking cake. I mean, I have cake. How can you say no to cake? And I want you to join me in the fight against Tommy Gilles here. That sounds good. He's in a cloud of disgusting blackness currently. What exactly can we do to help you? Uh, right now, I just want you to basically uh, confirm that you've joined my side, and <laughs> we will venture into the black when we have a better idea as to what's going on there. Well, as long as the cruel hand of Gilles is off of our backs, we are happy to not be on his team. But okay. uh, he's very tricky, though. He could he could appear just about anywhere. So watch yourself. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Come join Team Cake. Yeah. All right, great. All right, I guess that's my turn. Cool. Magnus. Um, okay, I would like to cast Eldritch Blast on Lady Gwendath. Okay. So the first one is a doesn't hit. Uh, the second one is a 19. 19 does not hit. Okay, so neither of them hit. Then I would like to go kind of behind that apple cart. Man, everyone's checking out the food over on the left there. I'm checking out the barriers between me and Lady Quinda. <laughs> Actually, well, maybe this is too much, uh, but can I also make a perception check to see if there's anything about her I can learn that would, like, help me help Palfrey? Sure. Okay. Uh, that would be a plus two, 13. Uh, with a 13, I think you notice she's she's got a little bit of a limp. Okay. And I think you would also notice that although she has removed the veil she was wearing, she took that off, but she has retained the circlet with the teardrop-shaped sapphire stone on it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Pimlin. Pimlin, who's partaking of the, the vittles. There's a lot of good jerky over here, so I've been eating it. <laughs> All right, so realizing that we basically left Palfrey alone <laughs> mid-battle, <laughs> I feel bad. So I'm going to try to shoot an arrow mm-hmm. at my lady for, uh, let's see, it's been a while. <laughs> Pimlin doffs his fedora. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's for a 26 to hit. That hits. 10 points. Okay. Yeah, I think that arrow finds a gap in her armor and sticks into, like, her shoulder. And she cries in pain. Without opening her mouth, you would notice, Palfrey. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration on Palfrey. So he's going to get 1d6 for 10 minutes and add it to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Hell yeah. And you can add it after the fact, too. Like, after you roll. Oh, nice. Great. Before you know the result. Thank you. Cool. Great. Suka. I would like to move towards Lady Gwenda and attack from behind. Ooh. Yes. Very cunning. Yeah. And that, my first action is a 10, so that doesn't do anything. Nope. The second one, though, is a natural 20. Oh, dang. Ooh. Cool. That hits. The damage is 15. Wow. Okay. How's she looking? Like, I'd like to assess her before I decide on the bonus action. Yeah. Um. Where did you hit her? Like, how did how did you hit her just now? In like the the ear. 
in the ear. <laughs> in the ear, like, like from behind, <laughs> and like uh, on the side of the head. Are you trying to drop her equilibrium? Yeah, I think she like for how heavily armored she is. I think you would be surprised at how significantly you knocked her off her balance. Like I think she like practically fell to the side. Um, it seems very shaken. Okay, I don't want to do anything lethal at this point, so I think I'm actually going to, like, forego my bonus action, but <gasps> stay exactly where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, I guess I want the opportunity, like, I don't want to do anything, like, I, I'm not sure if her and Palfrey have unfinished business that they need to, like, talk about or deal with. <laughs> and so from my perspective, I don't want to do anything to, like, eliminate that possibility. Yeah, sure. You can, I believe, just declare that you are dealing non-lethal damage, which is what yeah. I, by the way, for the record, that's what I have been doing the whole time in this fight. Yes. It's not what Pimlin did just now. It's got to do, but... Uh, yeah. But I think I think you could hit her again and say, like, it is not lethal if I... Yeah, that is true. You, you can pick that for any situation where it's reasonable. For example, you couldn't, like, knock a pile of giant stones on someone and say, oh, it's non-lethal. Like, but yeah. if you're punching or carefully hit it, you know, like... Okay, like, I want her to be, like, in a position where she's in Yeah. I mean, you could do a strength check, and we, you could go for, like, a grapple. Mm-hmm. Something like that. All right, I'll do that. Um... Oh, I, I was kind of strong. 18. Okay. Wow, and she rolled like garbage. Okay, yeah. So you have her grapple. Excellent. That is my Uh Okay, Gebetto. I can't really do much except keep that arrow trained. I have not much to assist, so I'm still holding that action, just really looking down the crosshairs of my uh, crossbow. Okay. Um, it is Lady Gwendad's turn, and she is going to attempt to get out of your hold. So uh, I need a strength check from Suka once more. See how this shakes out. That is more like it, Ms. Gwendad. That is 16. <laughs> She's out. Okay, um, she is going to book it toward the back of the room, but both Suka and Palfrey, you get attacks of opportunity as she runs away from you. All right. It like teetered on the natural 20, but it ended up being an eight, so 16. Uh, That does not hit. All right. Yeah, that's a miss. That's an 11. Okay. No, sorry. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's a 22. Probably also a miss still. That that does hit. Oh, okay. I used my bardic inspiration on that, by the way. (laughs) Okay. Nice. That is 27 slashing and six radiant. Okay, she goes down. And I would say she's like midair, and it's at that point that Gilas the Powerful emerges from the floor and catches her. And the two of them, him flying, her in his arms, fly around the side of this back wall and disappear. Uh, Palfrey. I'm gonna run as far as I can toward the back of that wall. Okay, cool. Okay, the NPCs, so. These folks are going to continue to make their way over to these quarters, as they term them, and that is it. Uh, Hemo. So the spell that has caused the blackness that we can't see into, is that going to go away at some point? What's the mechanic on that? Uh, I have to choose to drop it, and I'm right after you in the round, so. Okay, Hemo is never going to go into blindness and hope for the best. That's not how he rolls. I'm going to move to the bearskin rug center, assuming that Cake will follow me or Pi. I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to believe it's Cake. Um, and then the band will continue to play inspirational music. By the way, I view that band as my own personal boom box on my shoulders, more or less. No, as I do, but I'm just going to play the theme song of my life. And then, Very sad, sad, so sad. <laughs> and then. Elton is going to join up with me behind me, and uh, I'm going to hold uh, an attack action uh, in case that shroud should drop and it's open to attack. Okay, so you're saying if if you if that drops and you see a combatant, you will fire. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, Magnus. Uh, bonus action drop hunger Kadar. Okay. Uh, I'm going to percept ahead of me. Yeah, let me uh, reveal. Uh, I got a 19. 19, okay. Yeah, uh, you see Jillis the Powerful pouring uh, some sort of potion into the unconscious Lady Gwendath's mouth, uh, and she springs back to life, and he shoves her towards you. Okay. It's like every Pokemon battle. It is every Pokemon battle. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I choose you, no matter how much it hurts you. <laughs> I'm going to do something crazy. Oh, boy. So I've seen that Geolus's lower half is made of sand. Yeah, and you can now see that plainly before you. Yeah. I'm going to use my ring of elemental command. I'm going to use two charges to cast dominate monster on him because I think he might be an earth elemental now. Okay. I have no idea if that'll work. So uh, he has to succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by me. Okay. Wow. I rolled a 19, which is a 24. Okay. Yeah. So he succeeds. Oh, you think you've got me pegged, have you? I'm so close. <laughs> Pretty much, Tommy. I'm going to... No, uh, I'm just going to prepare myself for Lady Gwendoth to kick my ass. Okay. <laughs> All right, Finland. I'm going to cast uh, Minor Illusion. Mm. I'm going to make a bunch of palm trees. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Um, wait, hold on, actually. I'm going to kind of hide. Classic. <laughs> like in this little crevice between the, like, the table and the, the barrel. Mm-hmm. And cool. that's it. Wouldn't be a battle without a hide from Pimlet. <laughs> Some people have skin in the game. Pimlet has hide in the game. Suka. <laughs> Do I see Lady Gwenda being pushed towards us yet? Uh, yeah, you do have. Yeah, you have line of sight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to aggressively charge towards her and attack. Okay. I will step up the wind and dash. Cool. Then I will try and hit her. First attack is 22. Uh, that hits. All right. And damage on that is 12. Okay. And second attack is a 20 to hit. That hits. And damage on that is a 9. Okay. Good. Punches. She Just as soon as she's been roused to consciousness... A monk comes out of nowhere and punches her a whole bunch of times. (laughs) Cool. Gibetto. So I I guess at this point, I see that my quarry has vanished before my eyes back (laughs) in some other area. So I think what I'm going to do... How far am I from Palfrey? Uh, 55 feet from Palfrey. That's the perfect amount of feet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn to him I'm going to pull one of my sheets of paper uh, that I use for all my note-taking, and I'm going to speak a couple of words, and from the bottom, it's going to burn up the sheet of paper. And it's going to get Shield of Faith, which gives him a plus two on his AC for 10 minutes. That's dope. Hey, thanks. And I'm just going to say, with as little affect as possible, go get him, Tiger. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> okay, uh, we are on to Lady Gwendath, who is going to take a swing at Suka. That is a 14 against AC, which I'm sure doesn't hit. It does not. Here comes no. a second attack. That's a critical miss. So I'm going to say she does not get her third attack. She's maybe still adjusting to having just been unconscious and then roused. Uh, she's not doing especially well. Jillis the Powerful. So, Palfrey, you are standing kind of right on the other side of the wall from where that is happening. And from the art here, it looks like we have a statue of someone maybe reading a book. You hear like a, and that statue and the entire wall comes flying out towards you and impacts you. And that is a 22 to hit, which I think is a shield of faith. That's just saved your bacon there. Yeah, I'm afraid that's a that's a mist somehow. I miraculously was able to shrug off a wall of stone. Yeah, and it's not like you jumped out of the way, so it's just like your dope-ass shield, like, rocks <laughs> off of it. I spare a thought for Gibetto in this moment. <laughs> um, so, so those rocks kind of bounce off of your shield and go on either side, and behind it you see Gilles the Powerful, and you now can see plainly, is in sort of a broad stance with arms pushed forward, and seeing what happened that this attack glanced off of you frowns and gestures like his arms out and brings them together in a clap and the two piles of stones on either side of you come flying from the two sides and sandwich you. And that it was very close to being critical but is a 29 to hit. That's a hit. And that is 24 bludgeoning damage. Alright. Well I had 9 hit points. So do we track negative hit points if you get knocked out? Only if it's more than twice your maximum hit points, because that instantly kills you. But other than that, you just go to zero. Okay. Yeah. So I have zero hit points. I am now out, and I guess I'm also entombed 
in rock? Yeah, you are smushed. You got sandwiched in some rocks. Do I make a death save right now or do I wait till next turn? No, but it is your turn now, so go oh, ahead. Okay. Yeah. And that's just a flat. It's a d20 roll, 11 or higher. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you get a success. That's a four, my people. All right, that's one failure. Alfred is looking rough on the ground. And also, could somebody get to me if they wanted to? I think I'm, like, buried in rock, right? Your head and limbs are sticking out of a pile of rock. Okay. We'll say that. NPCs, <laughs> the fellow who I think, Mike, you, said, you have named Cake, did you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's wearing a short skirt and a long jacket. Uh, <laughs> like, Cake uh, seems sort of confused about what his role in all this is and uh, sort of meekly, like, like offers the cake to you? Uh, I, I graciously take a slice of the cake and I'm very thankful for it and I'm very honored and privileged that he is tailing along with me. Cool. Uh, make a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. 17. Okay. You are aware of like a strange, some sort of psychic effect that this cake might have had on you, but perhaps from eating so much of Suka's food, you are able to fend off any ill effects of this cake. Okay. <laughs> Trained my constitution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, right. and Cake makes like an apologetic face seeing that you didn't enjoy the cake and, and uh, looks around to see if there are other foods that you might enjoy. Uh, these other orc servants are going to make it through this archway and out of sight. This one is going to start making her way over there. And we are on to Hemo. So I just want to project the image here that we've got going on. Yeah, yeah. I am levitating, looks like 10 feet off the ground. I have a very flamboyant cow by my side, uh-huh. a man named Cake carrying Cake, and a band following me playing. So this is the image I've got. But uh, as we approach towards Palfrey, who is now buried in rubble, what I'm going to do is turn to those who've been following me and ask them all to work together to unbury Palfrey from the stones. Mm, okay. I'm touched. That's, That's great. So cool. The challenge here is that yeah. you're asking these people to very, very closely approach Gilas the Powerful, who we've established they are very afraid of. So I am going to need a persuade check. Sure. Oh, damn. That was a two. A two. Yeah, I think they are not willing to go. Now, now that they see Gilas, they do not seem willing to go near Okay, all right. Well, that was a failed effort. All right. Uh, with that section of wall gone, I have yeah. line of sight on Lady Gwyneth, right? You do. All right, I'm just going to attack her. Cool. It's an unnatural 20. Okay, that does hit. Okay, and then damage-wise, it is 7. And okay. I'm going to use my second attack. That is a natural 20. Damn. Yeah, uh, and then so damage-wise, 11 damage. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then I would like Elton to try and move the rocks off Palfrey. Sure. Opposable thumbs be damned. That's right. He's just going to like run into the pile and kind of nudge rocks as fast as he can. Sure. I think that would be a strength check. Okay. Uh, that was an 11. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, you may be able to get like a rock off of Palfrey's smushed face, uh, but that's about it. Okay. That's my turn. Okay. Magnus. All right. We're going to go again. So while Gilas is occupied with Palfrey, I'm going to, for my final time, attempt to cast Dominate Monster on him. Okay. DC, I was wrong. I didn't read the thing. DC is a 17. 17. Okay. I have a 16. Okay. Uh, So if he is an Earth Elemental, then let's see. He is charmed, and I have a telepathic link with him, and I can use it to issue commands to him. Okay. If he is an Earth Elemental? Yes. He is not an Earth Elemental. Okay. Well, at least we learned something. <laughs> we learned something today. You cast Dominic Monaghan in it. <laughs> cast Dominic Monaghan on it. You all, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else find weird that... Sorry, can I say one thing about Julius real quick? Orthographically speaking, the name Julius begins with a DJ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I do. I do actually know what you're saying. <laughs> it was worth a shot, but I think you're you're more correct. Alfred saying this just like in a pile of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, unconscious. <laughs> then I would like to attempt to start stealthing my way closer to Lady Gwendeth. Okay. Uh, so that is an 18 for stealth. Oh, 
oppose that. I have rolled a natural 20 for Lady Gwyneth watching you sneak. I don't know that. So. You don't know that, I guess. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't have <laughs> spilled those particular beans. So I'm like between these two trees just like looking at her. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like trying to make myself the same like shape as the trees, but I'm very clearly not shaped. Ooh, and like one of them is like a funny like double bend. Like. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing a really bad <laughs> um, because a couple of you are sort of in this area, I'm just going to go ahead and reveal what's behind that wall, which uh, I guess I guess really just Suka would see. It seems to be some sort of bedchamber, and you would notice an open book on one nightstand and a sort of large clamshell and uh, some flowers and a magnifying glass. Hey, folks, this is Luke Brevort, your host and Dungeon Master, and today I'm speaking to you as... Uh, how about that large clamshell on the, uh, the side table there? I'm just, uh, oh boy, the, the things my valves have seen, you wouldn't believe what this sandy creep has done up here. Uh, I'm not sure why he gave me sentience, but I don't have locomotion, so I just sit here and observe and, uh, live in, uh, horror. Uh, that's how my life is going. How's your life? I hope your life is good. I hope you're enjoying the show, uh, which is edited and sound designed by me, Luke Brevort. Our theme song is Castles in Winter by Joel Van Drogenbroek. All other music is by me. The website for my sound work is splendorsound.com, and you can email the show at vengeancepodcast at gmail.com. Second to last episode. Get excited. Bye. Oh, Pimlin, can I have a perception check from you, please? That's five. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Uh, it is your turn. What a letdown. <laughs> Something exists, and you don't know what it is. Sneak over here. nothing. <laughs> Ooh, okay. You want me to roll stealth? I'm stealthily doing it. Every time. Every time. Every I time. know. One of these days, you're going to be like, nah, it's all right. 19. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. All right. And then I am going to sneak attack with my short bow. Ooh. Yeah, that's a 16 to hit. Uh, are you attacking Gwendeth or Gilles? Oh, yeah, Gwendeth. I'm sorry. It does not hit Gwendeth. All right, that's it. <laughs> Suka. All right, I, I would like to uh, run towards Calfrey. I, I know I'm not running very far. And try to... Is, is any of him exposed at this point? Yeah, I think I said his arms and legs and head are exposed. Okay, I, I would like to... I was just going to say, yeah, Gwendeth would get a, a hit on you. And actually, Gwendeth and Gilas would get hits on you. All right. Can I toss a potion at Palfrey? And then can he use the boars to make sure he catches it? <laughs> you can. It would have to, like, wildly improbably open itself and, like, land on his lips for it to take effect. I guess I'd just like to toss it near him. Like, I, I, I get that he may not ha- be able to have it this turn, but... Mm. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Okay. We'll say we'll say you roll it safely across the, the carpeted floor. How about that? Very gentle. I probably don't do that, but I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I safely roll it across the floor. Okay, and then I am closest to Gwenda. You're actually I know it looks kind of weird, but technically Gilas takes up four squares, so you are adjacent to both of them. Alright, well I think I'd like to attack Gilas then. Cool. And Excellent. let Gwenda kind of sit. It would be a twenty-two to hit. That hits. All right, and that would be 13 damage, and 22 to hit again, and that would be 10 damage. Okay. And then I'll bonus action, flurry of blows this time. That doesn't seem necessary. No, I'm just going to do the one unarmed strike. Okay. And that's that's an 11. That does not hit. Okay. Even so, it landed some solid punches, and I think you feel some serious muscle on this dude as you connect with his torso. Hi. Cool. Gibetto. I'm going to finger guns at Palfrey and cost a, uh, cast a healing word. And cost. <laughs> some of his life. Oh, God, he's turning mid-Atlantic. <laughs> uh, it's not amazing, but it's not terrible. Uh, you get five health back. So does that mean I'm out of the making death saves business? Yes. Yeah, you are stable and conscious. 
Thank you. But you remain under a bunch of rocks, which it will take some doing to get out from. Yeah. And then, uh, okay. I did not prepare a spell that I thought I had. Mm. That is my turn. Look at the honor system on Ash. Always. I always prepare my spells. <laughs> Gwendeth is going to attack Suka with her scary big scimitar. First is a 20. That ties my AC, so that hits, right? Cool. Yep. Okay. Eight slashing damage to you. Second okay. attack is a 19, which does not hit. And third is also a 19. So man, trading some blows there. Okay, then Gilas. Gilas gonna do. Gilas hearing the musicians playing a song that he did not command them to play and which he uh, doesn't care for, is going to gesture in their direction. Suddenly the rug would drop out from under them and you see all five of them disappear through the floor of this chamber and you do not hear them after that. Damn it. I was building an army. Yo, that's dark. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and then he is going to uh, gesture to his left and, without touching it, seem to grip uh, the next section of wall and is going to fling it sideways at Suka. That is a 24 to hit, which I believe does. Uh, 16 bludgeoning damage to Suka as these rocks collide with you. Uh, Palfrey, you are under some rocks. Okay. Well, I guess I better get out from one of these rocks. Would a strength check be the sort of thing I would do for that? It sure would. Your DC is 15. Oh, that is a 24. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rocks go a-flying. Very good. Uh, is that my turn, or can I... Is that a move? Uh, that is an action, so you have movement and bonus action. So what I, what I want to do mm-hmm. is run to where Suka is and basically, like, sort of shoulder Suka out of the way. Okay and get her behind the illusory trees or just like not so much in the line of fire. Kind of like, uh, I think it's called castling in chess. Yeah. 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 I'll give you that. Okay. But I would say you would have to take the position that she is currently in. Sure, I can do that. Okay. How chivalrous of you. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, NPCs. Cake is going to... <laughs> this guy. Cake is going to run over. He's going to step carefully around... Uh, the hole that just formed in the floor, um, which, by the way, has sealed back up again uh, and which would not have a rug, but it would just be bare stone, is going to go fetch a wheel of cheese for his favorite floating elf. This other servant is going to make her way through this archway. And let's see, Hemo and Gibetto, can I have perception checks from you guys? Yeah. Hang on. I rolled a uh, one, which becomes a six, but it was a one. Okay. Okay, I'll hold on to that. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, uh, Chibetto, you hear um, a commotion coming from the room that these servants just disappeared into down this way. Uh-huh. You hear the sounds of many orcish voices. Do they sound agitated? Do they sound joyful? Uh, what, what am I? Intense and excited. Okay. Not okay. really positive or negative, just like... Okay, okay. But with, like, words. <laughs> no less alarming. By the way, just a reminder that these wall sections do not go... They're, like, maybe 10 feet tall, which is within the height that you can rise to, Hemo, and it is your turn. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and attack Lady Gwyneth first. Cool. Rolled an 11 with the first attack. Nope. That's uh, so the next attack. I uh, rolled a 22. That does hit. And that does... Plus a D6. This time I won't forget about Huntress Mark. So that does uh, 11 damage. Okay. And then um, Elton is going to go over and pick up the health potion. Okay. And give it to actually Suka, who took damage. So (laughs) Elton's just going to go over here and be like, here. Pick it up with his mouth and give it back to Suka so she can take the health potion. Cool. Uh, I don't know how that works, so I'm going to have to get So back. technically, Elton could use an action to administer the potion. But <laughs> <laughs> this would mean, like, Elton is holding this thing sideways in his mouth and, like, Suka, like, drinks from it, I guess. It's a very, very intimate and endearing moment. <laughs> Please do it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what happens. 
Yeah. Cool. So this is one of the ones you made, right, Suka? Yes, it is. Cool. So this is when you would roll, uh, it's, I think it's 2d4 plus your culinary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll get okay. you what you get back. Anything else from Hemo there? Uh, no. All right, Magnus. Okay. I am just going to charge at Lady Gwendath and attempt to take the circlet off her head. Okay. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand? Okay. She's going to oppose it. That's a nat 20. Is it really? All right. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) uh, you're going to hate this, but um, she has a thing where she can re-roll a saving throw that she fails to, to, or she can get, get you an advantage. And that second roll there is a critical. So, (laughs) so what I love about this is you have gotten a handle on this thing and she is presumably like pulling back with her head. It's like a tug of war on the thing on her head. But I will say that in this way, uh, you have grappled her. Okay. I will give you that. Okay. So you can't get it off her head, but, um, okay. Wow. (laughs) Um, that's all I'm going to do. Okay. Yep. Pimlin. So, I'm just going to keep hiding, and I'm going to apply black poison to my dagger of venom for my action. Okay. And just do that for my turn. Okay. I feel like Pimlin has been on, like, a slow arc that is about to, like, impact in a minute here. (laughs) I'm very excited. Is this where Pimlin becomes the villain? Becomes? (laughs) Is this where Pimlin becomes the main villain? (laughs) Uh, Okay, Uh, Suka. All right, so in gratitude to Elton, I, I like do like a very like, hmm, that was good kind of gesture. <laughs> and then <laughs> I take out my vial of monster energy and I administer it to Elton. To uh, Elton? Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to Elton. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I don't remember what it does. Oh, it does cool things. I've been looking at it like all game. It's like um, a re- like recklessness, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So for one hour, he gets plus three strength, uh-huh. plus three dexterity, but he loses three intelligence and wisdom, yep. uh, and he goes nuts. And Elton's like, this doesn't taste like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have a rough idea of the physical change, but I would just love, Mike, if you could make the decision for what this does to to his body, which is now terrifying. Uh, I would say Elton turns more into like a muscular uh, bull, like, like you, a Hulk. but still has the feathers, still mm-hmm. has the peacock feathers. Uh, just a very manly, burly peacock feather bull now instead of cow. And a little bit bigger. And somehow he looks better. Yeah. Yeah. I really know where I am. Okay, great. Anything else from Suka? No. Yeah, I'd like to run to the far side of the bed. Okay. Towards what's on the which one's the the book on which? Oh, that one. I would like to. Will I get an attack opportunity if I run towards that book? Um, I think you could probably trace a path that would not provoke an attack opportunity. Okay, I would like to do that. I'd okay. like to go there and put the book in my bag. Okay, we'll resolve the thing on your next turn. Okay. Um, Gibetto. Let's see. Let me take another glance at the at the whole party. How does everybody look? Oh, Pimlin's Pimlin's good. Cool, we're good. I'm good. All that matters. I'm not perfect, but I look okay. Palfrey looks bad. I'm gonna hit Palfrey with another healing word. Give him a whopping. Oh, seven health back. All right, thank you very much. And then I'd like to move to around behind the palm trees. Yeah, I'll climb up onto the barrel. Okay, cool. Good spot. Uh, can I get a perception <laughs> check from Jibetto? Perception? Yeah. You want me to look with my special eyes? That's a 13 again. Okay, yeah, that'll do it. So uh, it's actually a listening thing. As you're climbing up on this barrel, I think with your hands you would feel a, a resonance, and this is an empty barrel, which seems to be amplifying sound from beneath, uh, from through the stone beneath it. Um, and you hear many elven voices and clinking of armor and sounds of horses and uh, other sounds of like many people seemingly beneath this disc. All right, I'm going to, once I steady myself on top of the barrel, I'd like to cut my hands to the rest of the party and go, sounds like cavalry's arriving. Uh, Also infantry, possibly some light foot soldiers, like (laughs) non-regimented. There could be a militia or two. 
Uh, okay, uh, Lady Gwendath is going to do her damnedest to get away from, to get Magnus's hands off of her jewel. And actually, I would say you, Magnus, would probably notice Gillis reacted significantly when you made this grab. And uh, this would be the first time you would see that he makes like a gesture with his hand, which seems to compel Lady Gwendath to move. Okay. So she is going to do a strength check, which you are welcome to oppose. Yes, please. I have a 17. Oh, no. Uh, that's an eight. Okay. All right. She's able to get it away from you. And uh, she is going to action surge and attack you with her scimitar. Bring it on. Scimitar. Uh, that is a 16 versus 16. That hits. Okay. But she takes 15 cold damage for hitting. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's eight slashing damage to you. Okay. Man, that sword is just not as cool as her actual sword. Um, okay. Jules the Powerful is going to drop through the floor in front of you. I hate that. And then, Magnus, you are going to feel a violent uh, push upwards from beneath you as the block you are standing on is, like, uppercutted from beneath you, throwing you in the air. Let's have a dex save to see if you can get out of the way of this. Okay. Uh, that's a four. Okay. So he is going to basically, like, uppercut this rock with you on it, like, across the room. So you are going to take uh, 16 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And you are going to land, you're going to sail past Gibetto and uh, land over by these flower sacks here. Okay. And then uh, Gilas, whose, like, arms are going through these illusory palm trees at this point, I would say is going to pull another section of wall down the way uh, into Palfrey. Extremely rude. Uh, that is a 14. It does not hit. Okay. Yeah, so your shield does you well. Cool. Uh, it is your turn, Palfrey. All right. I am going to attack Lady Gwendath, and this time I am not doing... This time I am dealing lethal damage. Okay. That is a 26. That hits. 22 slashing plus 8 radiant. Okay, it's a big old hit. She looks very pained. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hemo Cake is going to uh, return with a wheel of cheese and offer it to you. I will graciously accept the cheese, but I'll like take a wedge and do that thing that happens in the movies where you're like, pretend like you're going to take a bite, but just throw it over your shoulder because <laughs> uh, I don't like to fight on a full stomach. And then I'll just put the rest in my pocket. But all the while, uh, putting up the pop with circumstance, uh, very thankful for his contribution to my fighting efforts. Well, one thing you might want to try is you pretend to eat some, but then you have it in a napkin and you feed it to Elton so, like, surreptitiously and no one knows. That's a good <laughs> yeah, one. But, but Elton isn't near me anymore. Elton has wandered off. That's true. Elton's no longer. He, you can't Elton rely on Elton. your table scraps any longer. <laughs> Elton's yeah, yoked. Elton, Elton, he's a raging bull right now. <laughs> Cake rolled a three perception, so he didn't notice that you didn't need it. So he's very, oh, yeah. very pleased. Okay, Emo, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to attack Lady Gwendoth, my longbow. Mm -hmm. That was a natural one. Uh, can you just roll a d20, Mike? Yeah. I'm prepared to catch that arrow. I rolled a 16. Okay, um, your bowstring snaps. Damn it. Okay, Hemo's going to take his move action over towards Gibetto. I'm going to move over towards Gibetto uh, because he can repair weapons at times. Mm -hmm. And then Elton will uh, move within attacking range of Lady Gwendoth. Cool. And then attack, just for flavor, his attack is called Hoods. Rolls a... Plus two? 17. 17 plus, is that a strength? Does he get strength on that? Yeah, yeah, add, add the strength bonus. So okay. 20. That hits. Yeah, 20 hits. And then uh, 4 damage. Okay. Yeah, I think the hoof marks left make the Monster Energy logo down the front of her armor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, that's my turn. <laughs> awesome. Magnus. I don't love that, that implies he's got like a third clove to his hoof. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's gross, right? Oh, oh that, that's what's weird to you about this cap? Oh, not yeah. feathers. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you, I'm going you are to... prone, by the way. I forgot to say you are prone. Okay, uh, that's fine. I'm going to get up mm -hmm. using half my movement, mm -hmm. move five here. I'm going to look at Tommy Gilas once I'm standing up. Uh, I'm going to wink at him and then bonus action Misty Step and appear here behind what Lady Gwendath. Okay. 
and I would like to use my action to go for the crown again, as I do saying to Palfrey, Gilas doesn't want us to take this offer. Um, can I get a perception check for you? Yes. And this is specifically for the, the brief moment while you're in the ash. What is it? I think it's the ethereal. Ethereal. The, the misty plane. The ethereal plane. Yeah. Uh, I have a guy in that 20. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once again, you just happen to be looking the right way and you see, you see a similar thing to what you saw after the bugbear battle several sessions back. Um, you see a figure in a tall tower. Um, this time, you are clearly aware that it is the royal tower of the Palace of High Lake. And it is also very clear to you that it is one of the queens. Okay. Uh, Dairu, who was the aloof queen when you were uh, meeting with the queens. And I'm not sure how this would look, but... Well, here's how it looks. So you, so it, you can... In the ethereal plane, you can sort of see the weave and magical stuff. You see her glowing, uh, indicating she's very powerful, and you would see energy moving along the weave in a direction that you would know to be the location of the fiend. Okay. She seems to be in communication with the fiend in some way. Okay. Can you spell her name for me, please? D-I-R-U-E. Okay. Uh, I'm filing that away most urgently for later. Yeah. But in the present, I am diving at Lady Gwenda. Yes, right. <laughs> to take this crown off her. Cool. Uh, oh, that is a 20 not natural. Cool. I have a 16. Nope. So, uh, yeah. So you managed to get this thing off of her. Okay. Does anything visibly happen? Hmm. This is a different kind of weave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's bald. You pulled off her. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so there is a thing that begins to happen, but which does not happen immediately, which is that you see Lady Gwendat's lips part for the first time in this whole encounter. She doesn't say anything, but you see like, like, like maybe she intakes a breath and you see her arms fall to her sides and you see Gilas the Powerful like whips around and looks right at you and you see the like wispy tail of his lower body begin to curve toward the object that you're holding. Okay, cool. I want to do more, but I've done enough. You, you've done, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pimlin. All right, I've been thinking about this and it's going to happen just slightly different <laughs> than what I was planning. So I'm going to put on my um, vanishing cloak. Yeah, get yeah. it. Uh, get and it. then I'm going to appear right behind mm -hmm. DJ over here. <laughs> And uh, that poison I had is on my dagger of venom. Yeah. So I am going to sneak attack him. But before I do that, I'm going to grab his shoulder and say, they call me Pimblin Jones. And stab the knife <laughs> in his back. <laughs> Love it. And uh, that is a 25 to hit. That hits. All right. I'm going to do the regular dagger damage of 1d4 plus 6, then mm -hmm. the poison damage and the sneak attack damage. That all sounds right, yeah. So the dagger damage is an 8. Okay. The sneak attack is a 12. Okay. Oh, I forgot. He has to make a con saving throw. Okay. For the poison. Uh, I have a 25. God damn it. Alright, so he's not poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's great. That's great. Uh, okay, Suka, when you come up to this book, you see that it is titled Creatures of the Elemental Plane of Earth on her nightstand. And there is a bookmark prominently placed in the middle of it. Oh, I would like to open that and... Okay, I will text you what the page says. Danielle, if it's okay with you, would you mind if we did Gibetto's turn while you absorb that information? Go for it. Cool. Go for it. Let's do that. Cool. Did Hemo... It looks like he didn't quite make it to me. No. Okay. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to first unnotch the bolt from my crossbow and then toss it to him and just say, I don't have time to fix your bowstring right now. You're going to have to make this work. And I'll cast my quiver of bolts as well. <laughs> cool. uh, and then I'm going to turn and just kind of like pull up several of these small sheets of paper and cast them and they all kind of blaze and the ash dances through the air and I will cast Mass Healing Word. Hell yeah. I'm going to hit Magnus, I'm going to hit Suka, and I'm going to hit Palfrey. And they all take, they take 
five points of healing. Thank you. Thank you. Can I be included in that? <laughs> yeah, I'll top you off there, bud. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that crossbow, is it a hand crossbow, heavy crossbow, or a light crossbow? It is a light crossbow. Thanks. You're more than welcome. As you catch the, the bolts, I'm going to say, don't spend them all in one place. Seriously, they're not inexpensive. They're not expensive, but they're not inexpensive. And I, I have a lot of them. If you used all of them, it would mean something has gone terribly wrong. You know I'm very precise with every shot I take. I'm not frivolous. I've seen your work. <laughs> Let's jump back to Suka. All right, so after reading what I read, I would like to sneak over to the table of jewels. I'd like to be unnoticed. Okay. It would be an 11. Okay. Cool. You're doing your darndest to be stealthy, but you don't get to know who notices you. Okay. At the table, I would like to make a perception check. I guess perception would be it. I'm really trying to look at these items and, and determine... Yeah, if there's anything that appears extra valuable or, <laughs> yeah, I guess I just want to look at them and, and maybe, I, I don't know, insight or... Investigation would be the check here. Investigation mm -hmm. is the check? Okay, yep. I want to investigate and see if, if there's anything unique, I guess, about any of these these jewels. Cool. Would also be an 11. Okay, with an 11, there's an opal. We'll say that there's a big opal which you notice has like a lot of fingerprints on it, like it's been handled more than the others. Okay, I'm assuming that's probably all I can do. I would say so. Sounds cool. good. Okay, Gilles the Powerful is going to, uh, looks down at his wispy uh, bottom and, uh, <laughs> and uh, looks enraged and looks over at you, Magnus, and makes like an upward sort of triangular motion with his hands and sections of the floor on either side of you jut up in a configuration to try to entrap you. Okay. Um, I would give you a deck save to get out of the way of this. Okay. Your DC is uh, 17. Well, don't worry, because it was a six. Okay, so you are uh, grappled by the floor. Okay. Lady Gwendath is going to attempt to take the circlet back from you. Okay. But she seems to be, like, moving with some weakness, I would say. Um, so if I could have a, uh, let's say that like your arms are pinned, like you're still holding the thing, but like yeah, you can't really move yeah, your yeah. arms. That is a 15. Okay, I have a 17. So she okay. does get that back from you and she puts it on her head. And and again, you can see Gilles seems to be controlling these movements uh, with gestures from his hands. She puts it back on her head. Uh, it seems restored in strength and then Gilles is going to attempt to squeeze you like a pimple with these okay. uh, these rocks. Um, he's going to do so with disadvantage or with advantage because you are grappled. That is a twenty-eight versus a C. Yeah. Uh, that is twenty bludgeoning damage to Magnus. Okay. And let's have Palfrey as our last turn here. Okay. I'm gonna, I gotta attack Lady Gwenda. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a lethal damage. Okay. Oh, that's a natural one. Is it really? Oh, no. What a way to end. to end on. Cliffhanger to the cliffhanger. Okay. So, Colin, that is the fourth natural one that you have rolled in these encounters with her. And I think I gotta pull the trigger on a thing. Um... I think you lose your balance, and I think Gilus the Powerful perceives that you are now attempting lethal strikes, right? Like, sees that you are suddenly a threat. And I think he gets a reaction here, which is to similarly pin you in the same way that Magnus was just pinned by um, forcing the earth up and holding you in place. And as he does so, he pushes you in the middle of your back so that you are pinned in a kneeling position with your head outward. Yeah. And Lady Gwendath's sword clatters to the floor. And she picks it up. Oh. And Gilles the Powerful says, any last words? I bear no grudge. 
<laughs> and the sword is swinging down in the air as we pause. Oh, oh. No, it isn't. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's three more doors for an hour. <laughs> watch the next session. The character's out at the beginning. Oh, that's great. Nicely done. Oh, I'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Cool. I'm just going to hang up now. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>